Shalom. Hello. Bonjourno. Oh, hello. Hello. Oh, a classic. Mm-hmm. Oldie, buddy, goodie, welcome to... Top of the morning to ye. There we go. There we go. Welcome to LMNOP, the podcast about the best show on television. Powerpuff Girls Reboot, starring Chloe Bennett. Oh. Jujutsu Kaisen. Hey, that is a girls. martial art. That's not a TV show, you silly goose. No, that's jujitsu, not jujutsu. Very important. Ah, jujutsu. Now you feel silly. The jujitsu people say shalom. I can say that because I'm a jujitsu person. You're Jewish? Yeah. Is what you're saying? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Makes sense to me. I am so Jewish that this weekend I had a uh, Zoom uh, Passover Seder with my extended family. Uh, and I'm so not Jewish that instead of matzah, I had uh, a tortilla. Because it's all I had. The thing is, though, like a tortilla is like a good fucking thing to eat, though. Like It is good. It's tasty and it's unleavened. So, Although matzah with peanut butter is delicious. I mean, it's fine by itself, but I maybe I just really like peanut butter. You do. Peanut butter is fucking good. I put some peanut butter in a stir fry that I made to, for dinner tonight. It came out really good. Ooh. Hell yeah. That does sound good. Well. I love I loved to cook stir fry. For our listeners, uh, we're talking about uh, season two, episode 10 of Elementary called Tremors. Oh, also, also, I'm Sarah. Sun has Yeah, Hi, I'm <laughs> a.k.a. the girl with a terminal case of, of buckshot tummy. Hell yeah. We do. Uh, yes, I do this uh, podcast out of order where I say the episode and then we introduce ourselves. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you went first because you're the most important. You uh, really, you really <laughs> jumped the shotgun on that one. So that's our guest, Sarah. I'm your host, Bellflay Cub, aka a baby who's actually just a puppy. And I'm fellow human, Alec, aka your best bro, Mide. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your best bro, Mide. Mide. Fabulous. Let's go. Welcome, Sarah, to LMNOP. Hi. Had you um watched Elementary before today? Back when the show first came out, I watched like four episodes of the first season, and I did that classic thing of, this is pretty good, I kind of like this, and then didn't watch any more of it. <laughs> mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Classic, tra- classic trait of me, I have a bullet journal keeping track of all the anime that I've watched this year, and about half of the shows are not halfway there. <laughs> well, I mean, if you have a whole page full of them, which I think you do i've got two full pages two full pages yeah i don't blame you for that to be fair four 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 of the contents of those pages are different uh watchings of jujitsu kaisen with different people because i (laughs) i I, that show is to me what elementary is to you oh that's so good yeah alec and i get through tv shows pretty quickly because we just watch one at a time and we also don't do anything else (laughs) 
Although, if it wasn't for you, I'd watch them even quicker. Go on. <laughs> you, you, you make a stop and, and savor it. Mm-hmm. Whereas I would just power through, stay up all night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's your what's your opinion on that, Sarah? Um, we'll, if we're watching a TV show that, uh, like, we're on Halt and Catch Fire, and there's four seasons, so at the end of season three, it was like 11, so we could have watched more, but I said, no, we have to stop. Uh, 11's Savor like a good the, time to stop. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't. I don't stop at 11, but um, it's a reasonable time to stop. <laughs> well, yeah, it was because I was thinking, like, some people had to wait, you know, a whole year before they could watch another season. So I like to, if I'm, like, marathoning things on Netflix, I like to just sit for, like, right, a minute. At the, end of the, at the end of the season, you can watch something else, but, like, at the end of the season, you got to let that one sit for a minute. You don't just, like, start season two immediately. Exactly, exactly. I mean, that's this is, this is generalizing. Like, if you're watching something that's just kind of, like, popcorn, like, I don't know, Supernatural, you can go on to the next season. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Elementary, too, was the show yeah. that I would just, I would watch with my eyes and not my brain. Yeah. <laughs> Have I said on the podcast how my dad watches TV? With his eyes, not his brain? No, no, he he uses his brain also. But the way that he watches TV is... He sticks an he, orange in it and drinks it. Or he sticks a straw in it and drinks it. <laughs> <laughs> Bish, what? Sorry, go on. Uh, uh, are, um, are you not familiar with Elliot, friend of the us, Elliot, uh, Val- Elliot Valentine, aka Elliot the Tormentor? Uh, his dad ate oranges by sticking a straw into them and sucking. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was not aware of that. That's amazing. Dads are a different kind of person. Thank um, you, thank you, Elliot the Tormentor. We love you. <laughs> my dad, when he starts watching a new show, will pick a day and he will watch an episode of the show on that day. And then the next week on that day, he will watch one episode. Oh, so it's like appointment television for him. Yeah. I respect it. So he, like, six months ago started watching uh, Blacklist. <laughs> you can't you get it with Blacklist. Like, I would get it with, like, with, with like a show that, like, what like had a lot of intricate plot threads. With them. Like, if you did that with, like, I don't know, The Sopranos or, like, really any <laughs> HBO show, I think you would be, like... He and my sister used to do it with Game of Thrones, too. That's, like, that makes sense to me. They were like, catching that, up, but they would still only watch it on Sunday. That would make... That makes so much sense to me. Like, but for the blacklist that's like Mm -hmm. saying i need to space out my enjoyment of csi miami (laughs) yeah yeah he was like well i've been watching tv like this for 60 years why would i start watching it a different way now not familiar i was just like the brain of this man anyway so um shouts out to my dad for being a dad um, shall we talk about the, the episode of Elementary that you, we you watched mean, You mean episode. season two, episode 10, Tremors? Of yes. CBS's Elementary? With Johnny Lee Miller and Lucy Liu. Ah. Yes. Well, how do you think, what'd you think of it overall? Um, good. It felt weird to get, it, it, it felt like a weird one to be, like, just jump in on. <laughs> yes, it was, it was definitely outside the norm, a, a different, uh. Right. structure and and also like i've been watching a shitload of columbo lately so like going back to like a standard procedural after watching like that i mean elementary is better than a standard procedural for sure but like yeah it's it's structured like a procedural in a way that columbo uh-huh. isn't and it's just a bit jarring to shift back because all i've been watching lately has been a- anime and columbo <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Columbo's fucking good as hell. Are you? Are you? Have, have, you're y'all, have y'all imbibed? Fourteen or eighty? I've not. No. No, I've ne- never seen Columbo. Oh, you should watch some Columbo. There, there's this website, Columbo File, and it just has a bunch of like free episodes. <laughs> of, it has a bunch of free episodes of Columbo. Um, there's a really good one called Any Port in a Storm. I really recommend you watch that. It's a great episode of television. It's got. Is a, it, have you is seen it Halloween? F- uh, no, but real quick, is it file with an F or with a PH? A PH? PH. Like, obsessed, like, you know. Good question. I assumed it was, these are my, you know, this is my file cabinet of Columbo. Of Columbo, yeah. yeah. I'm a Columbo file. Yeah, no, I, I really recommend uh, Any Port in a Storm. Great, great episode of television. Uh, Donald Pleasance, from, uh, for, who's done many things, but Halloween is what you might know him most for, I, if you've seen it. Um, as Dr. Loomis, but um, he's great in it. Just absolutely devouring the scenery as a guy who just fucking loves... He's he's a wine guy. It's it's about a wine guy. <laughs> nice. Oh, port. Any port Any in a port. storm. Amazing. But I, I, I liked this. I, 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 I thought like the... I, I, I remembered some of the some of the episodes that I watched forever ago, and I like this different story structure. I think it's neat. I yeah. there was some things happening in this in this story that felt very like this this there were things in this that felt very liberal like I, I that image that Brooks loves to post of uh, Drax Guardians of the Galaxy pointing and shouting liberal like uh, <laughs> there's this part where uh, we we'll get to it but like there's this part where Johnny Lee Miller Sherlock is like well we must help this disabled if if we all want if we don't care about this disabled man not going to jail then we might then we may as well like just break up the whole system and start from scratch. And my answer to th- it's just like the, mm-hmm. the fucking Bernie feels meme face of him just saying, yes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but other than that, I did like it a lot. Like it's, it's as, as far as procedurals go, probably the best politics I've encountered. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this is yeah. not, this is no CSI or law and order. Yeah. It's very much, it's, it's much less like propaganda and just like, this is a, this is where mysteries have to take place now is like in conjunction with the police on some level. Mm-hmm. So you can't have a Sherlock Holmes show without it. Well, you can, but I like this one. Yeah. Let's get into the episode, shall we? Mm-hmm. So this episode starts off at the police station. Again, I said station and not office. Nailing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this guy comes in and he says, uh, I'm, I'm the knight. I am the knight. I was... Uh, ordained and my first question is why is this night different than all other nights hey uh. <laughs> passover joke passover joke i couldn't pass over it <laughs> <laughs> so some police guy is like ah oh, captain this guy was asking for the lord i took that to me and he's looking for the captain and the knight is like i killed the queen it was my duty and everyone in the police station is like it's like, haha, you said duty. <laughs> then he opens up his jacket and he's got a shotgun in there. And, every, and everyone's like, oh, and like oh, oh, oh. 30 cops just like immediately train their guns on him. It's that fuck. It's the fucking John Wick 2 poster for a second. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because uh, one of them, because Marcus sees it and shouts gun. And then everyone is like, yeah, gun time. Um, <laughs> I, they, they don't even know that the knight has a gun. They just hear someone go gun, and they go, "Yeah, I got one. I got gun. They, they, gun they get, is mine." They hear, gun. They hear gun. All pull it out, and then they all simultaneously lose the game of Simon Says they were playing. 
<laughs> we didn't say Simon says gun. gun. Exactly. Yeah. So Captain is like, whoa, don't make any sudden movements to the thing or 30 fucking police officers will shoot you. And Sherlock's like, Captain, can I try something? And Captain's like, make it quick. So Sherlock is like, hey. He's like whispering. He's like, hey. Oh, no, he's not whispering anymore. He's talking. He says, hey, <laughs> Mr. Knight. <coughs> Excuse me. And this is where we get our framing device. I think there's some really good transitions in the first like couple minutes of this episode. Yeah, it's it, it kind of like, it, 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 it kind of like gets less good to me over the course of the episode. But like in the in the very beginning, I like the part where uh, a couple minutes later, so the, the framing device is uh, just to set you up for what you're about to say. The framing device is that Sherlock is testifying in some kind of. Internal, we don't internal affairs know what. trial, basically. Like he's, he's yeah. We find out that he's like he's like, like a cop court. He's on trial for being a danger to the department and like not. They're they're trying to make a recommendation as to whether or not they keep him on the force. Mm-hmm. And it's like I think I also picked an. I, I think I accidentally also picked a very strangely propaganda movie or uh, episode, just because like mm-hmm. it it. Like, the entire thing is, like, we're given the illusion of this judge having the power of, as an external source, to decide whether or not Sherlock is helping or harming the Force. But then, at the end, it's revealed, no, it's the commissioner's decision, so it's an internal source that decides it. Yeah, so so the judge is weird because he's, like, he says... Later, he says to Sherlock, like, I'm a real judge. Right. This is a real trial. And Sherlock's like, well, not really. Like, this is an administrative hearing. I think it would be more unrealistic if Sherlock was a cop and they were like, no, we really got to prosecute you because you broke the rules. Like, that doesn't happen in real life. Um, But so his testimony, um, he starts coughing in the story because on the stand he's coughing and he's taking a drink of water. Um, So Sherlock diffuses the situation with the knight because he notices, um, you know, this is, you know, it's, it's a modern day guy, but he is in, clearly in some kind of um, delusion of, of thinking that he is a knight. And Sherlock's like, you know, his psychotic break is has internal rules that match up with real knight's code. So he's got this little scarf on his hand, which is like the favor for his lady from his right, lady. It's, it's, which it's, is like something, it's, it's Loris giving the rose to Sansa. Yeah. it's And then he opens a piece of paper and it says gun. Um, so... <laughs> That, so that's a real thing. And Sherlock is like, oh, you know, you'll ha- you have to return that to your lady. So if you give it to me, I'll have a squire, squire return it for you. And then he disables, you know, as the guy walks away from the shotgun to give the thing to Sherlock, you know, a cop pounces on him. Yeah, and, three cops. Yeah, and diffuses the situation. Um, so then uh, Joan is like, wow, that was, you know, smart thinking or whatever. Do you know anything more about, you know, who the queen might be that he's talking about that he killed? And Sherlock's like, well, uh, he just walked into the station two seconds ago. So no, Joan, <laughs> don't. <laughs> but then um, this is this is where the captain says the thing you were talking about. Yeah, where he comes up and is like, Sherlock is so epic and poggers and we love him and he is so freaking cool. And mm-hmm. my kids tell me every night I want to be just like him. And then the judge interrupts him and is like, now I've known this guy for a while and I think he, I don't think he would say uh-huh. something quite like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sherlock's like, well, he was thinking it. Uh, <laughs> we all know I'm poggers. Yeah. It's really, it's really funny. So like, that's a good joke. And then they 
don't do it for like the rest of the time, which is, I think the appropriate amount to do it is like two times in a couple minutes and then mm-hmm. never again. So uh, after Captain is like, Sherlock is, Joan, you got to give Sherlock some room because he's so smart and his dong is huge and his brain is uh, so big, it's, he's sitting on it like a chair. The judge says, okay, Sherlock, just like say the things that are relevant to this case and don't embellish because this is a real hearing. I'm a real judge. And Char- then, then Sherlock's like, yeah, okay. He's like, sure. well, that is technically not incorrect. <laughs> yeah. Like, just let me just be disrespectful to the judge on my case real quick. The judge. <laughs> So then we get the intro. What did you think of the intro, Sarah? When I was 12 or 11 years old, my family went to Washington, D.C., and we went to the Museum of Modern Art, and uh, they had an exhibit that was just uh, like a CRT, not a, like a CRT that was wheeled out uh, like you would in on a, on a class day where your teacher has a hangover. Uh-huh. And there was a 30-minute, on that video, was a 30-minute Rube Goldberg machine. And I spent... <laughs> wow. I spent... $19 on that DVD to buy it so I could watch it on my own at home. So I liked the intro a lot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't, oh remember what the, I don't remember what the name of the um I, I don't remember what the name of the program the the name of the art was unfortunately because I lost the DVD on the way home from Washington DC. <laughs> no, you're nineteen dollars. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, one thing we did learn from the intro today, or that I noticed from the intro today, the guy who plays Bell, his name is John Michael Hill. Mm-hmm. So last episode you were like, he has three names. I think one of them is Michael. I don't remember. That's what it is. John Michael Hill. Anyway, so uh, then we get back from the intro and um, Sherlock notices the the commissioner is in the courtroom. So this is for, you know, Chekhov's commissioner. Um, <laughs> he will draw up later. later. <laughs> and um, the lawyer says to Sherlock, do you routinely break the law in your work? And Sherlock's like, well... Doesn't everyone? <laughs> whomst among us? Yeah. Um, and he's like, you know, um, among us. <laughs> among us. I, I just have fucking brain. I just have fucking brain poison. Like I've I played <laughs> among us like maybe for like ten hours over the span of my life, and <laughs> I just I hear the words among us, and I see that little bean man in my brain. <laughs> I see that man in my dream always. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <sighs> I I saw something today that was like, this is a meme from the future. You don't get the reference yet. And it's like rectangles with the, little smaller rectangles the on emo- the top the, of it. Yes, the little Amogus, man. Amogus. Amogus. So, um, yeah, so Sherlock is like, well, I have deduced all of these things about you based on your day planner and your seven minutes early to all of our appointments and blah, blah, blah. Are you telling me you've never jaywalked just to be on time? And uh, she's like, okay, well, we're not talking about that. I mean, that kind of lawlessness is, you know, it's fine. It's sexy. <laughs> and Sherlock's like, so you're, so you agree. There's an amount of breaking the law that's okay. It's just about how much? Owned. <laughs> Owned with facts and logic, which is why me shooting a man in the chest 55 times like he's Machine Gun Kelly <laughs> is the same thing as you as you parking in a handicap spot. 
It's just breaking a rule. Number of rules broken. One. Is it really that hard to overlook one transgression? Come on. (laughs) If you break a a law to catch a criminal, there's the same number of criminals. But if you break one law to catch 99 criminals, there's 98 fear criminals. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think so. So, um, this is where we learned that Sherlock's actions have put an officer in a hospital, in in the hospital. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. Is this is this a guy? Is this a guy that we know? Like, is this a character that is known? Well, well, it, it's not said at first. We, we don't even know who it is. Spoilers. And we, and we know everyone. So the lawyer asks Sherlock about um, all of the lock picking that they do because, as we've discussed in the past. Um, just because they're not police officers doesn't mean that they can do whatever they want. Uh, well, only for a season and a half can they do whatever they want until finally someone checks in on them. <laughs> so he says, um, we've never picked a lock because every time we've gone into a place uh, before anybody else has been there and without a warrant, it's because the doors have been open. Not just unlocked, but open. Or sometimes we had to pick the lock because we thought somebody was in trouble, but then it turned out to just be the TV on super loud. Or one time we thought it was a baby in distress, but it turned out to just be a puppy. Which is a baby. Which is a kind of baby. This is true. A dog baby. There are uh, good Samaritan laws that allow you to break car windows if there is a dog inside and it is too hot. Mm. At what point does that extend to an apartment? Yeah. Like if you can hear the radiator going and there's a little puppy in there. The dog's like, it's so hot in here, help. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just fucking, you, you, you like, walk past and you just hear, Raggy, Raggy. <laughs> Raggy, I'm relting over here. Um, <laughs> and if there's no sign on the apartment that says the AC is on, his favorite music is playing, he is fine. <laughs> then you definitely can break in. <laughs> Teslas have a, a dog mode that you can put the car in. What? Oh uh, my god. And and frequently I get snaps from uh my best friend who's dating my other best friend who was in Tesla, uh, of her just sitting in the car in dog mode <laughs> <laughs> because he's just running in to grab something. The car is in dog mode. The car is in dog mode. She's not in dog mode. Well, she is. She's chasing her tail. <laughs> I gotta focus. I'm shifting into dog mode. <laughs> that's me. That's me on the full moon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, so yeah. So Sherlock is testifying. You know, he continues with his story, and um, they're interviewing this night, and he's just basically like stuck on a loop of like, I am the night. I was knighted, and I'm just. I was did my duty. And they're like, please stop saying duty. We're trying to do serious work and we can't stop giggling every time you say duty. I'm, so, I'm giggling right now when you're saying it. What? When I say duty? <laughs> <laughs> you think it's funny when I say duty? <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're not getting any information from him about, you know, like, where was the Queen's castle? Was it in, you know, downtown Brooklyn somewhere? Or And um, Joan gets their first clue, which is that um, she identifies the guy because she took a picture of him and sent it to her friend who works in the psych ER who recognized him and, and gave Joan his his name and stuff. Is that... Hippo who? Yeah, is that a hippo rule? Well, if she goes, I work for the peace. 
then it's fine. <laughs> I mean, it is because they think he murdered someone. So I guess you get away with it then. Right. You can skirt the hippo rules. You can put a skirt on that hippo. Anyway. <laughs> Me when my skater skirt came in the mail yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> um, was it a Banui one? <laughs> no, it was uh, It was just like a green and black plaid one. I'm going, I'm leaning fully into the goth shit in 2K21. <laughs> Hell yes. Sounds good to me. Um, so, yeah, so they get the ID for him. His name is Silas Cole. And they're like, time to go to his apartment. He's a Silas Knight. Silas Knight. <laughs> <laughs> That's a stupid joke. <laughs> but yes, he is a Silas Knight. So they're at his house and... The first thing you see in his apartment is not a great sign for this person that they think is the queen, um, because there's this huge, like, six foot by ten foot painting of Silas as a knight holding a big sword after having beheaded a woman who is in, like, a purple gown, which only royalty wear in the medieval times. So... Hope he didn't do that in real life. (laughs) Yeah... Sherlock deduces that this was um, Silas's ex-girlfriend because he's got these pictures of them for the past couple of years, but there are no pictures from six months ago or uh, since then. So when when uh, Sherlock is like, "Oh, they must have. This must have been his ex-girlfriend." Bell is like, "Well, he shouldn't be dating anybody in this state." And Jonah's like, "Medication You're, exists." Yeah, you don't know what it was like. Those yeah. meds. Yeah, Bell just. So sometimes I I think sometimes the writers dumbbell down, <laughs> give him a little, just a little bit, just a little dumbbell, <laughs> just to just to you know have Jonah or Sherlock seem a little smarter, mm-hmm. like a five kilogram dumbbell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one one of those ones that you you uh, hold while you're on the treadmill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you hold it to make yourself look stronger. <laughs> by holding when Sherlock is hold Bell, then he has become smarter. <laughs> and Bell is hold. Bell is hold. Sorry about my creaky ass chair. Sorry about my creaky ass. So then Bell is like poking around and he says, Wow, there are some women's magazines, some late some fashion magazines in here. This must have been for you know, must have been for the girlfriend, because men don't like fashion magazines. Um but then he says, you know, this is addressed to Rada Hollingsworth. So that's probably the girlfriend. Oh, and, and also right before this, um, Joan says that the girlfriend's name probably starts with an R because she, in the picture, is wearing a necklace that has an R on it. Yes, yes. Or her name starts with a lowercase t based on the other necklace. <laughs> Would you wear jewelry with your initials on it? That seems like I, a weird thing to me. I have seen it. I yeah. wear I wear a singular necklace that has my entire name on it. It's a really weird necklace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do have a cock ring with SBR written on it. <laughs> <laughs> so big, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what SBR stands for. <laughs> I haven't legally changed my name yet, so it's not doxing to say my name is Sarah Bell Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you named yourself after Detective Marcus Bell from CBS's Elementary? <laughs> you know, I don't think I consciously did, but if I look deep into the recesses of my mind, I think that was the collective unconscious influenced me to, to name myself after 
What what Marcus Bell? Was that his name? <laughs> yes. The fact that you can't remember uh, shows how much of an influence he has on your life. Well, my name is Sarah Bell Rogers, not Marcus Bell Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Oh, uh, that'd be great. If <laughs> you renamed yourself Marcus. Like, oh, I don't want to have a dead name. That's, you know, I'm I'm a woman now, so I want to go by Marcus. <laughs> <sighs> you were always a woman. You know what I mean. Yeah, I get you. I get you. So, so the lawyer interrupts the story again to be like, so Belle was the one who figured out the name of the girlfriend. And Sherlock's like, yeah, he's pretty great. And and the lawyer's like, don't you agree that that seems like a pretty significant contribution to the case? And um, Sherlock says, he's several standard deviations above the norm. I've always said this about Belle. I'm always saying this. I'm always <laughs> saying this. Do you want eggs for breakfast, Sherlock? Bill is several standard deviations above the norm. <laughs> and no. Uh, hey, can I can I have a Coke? Uh, is Pepsi okay? Bell is several standard deviations above the norm. No, it is not. Okay, also. <laughs> <laughs> Bell is the one ordering, and Sherlock's like, no, no. This is a, f- a, a top-notch detective right here. <laughs> and he deserves a Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> he deserves a Coca-Cola. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Coke Zero. Coke yeah. <laughs> so um it's so the lawyer is says like snarkily like oh your affection for the man really shines through but like it does because this is what sherlock cares about is like detecting and so him saying marcus bell is several standard deviations above the norm is saying right, but like if you if you if this is like the him. first or second time you're meeting this guy you don't really have that good of a read on him yeah, he just seems like he is a competent detective. <laughs> like, little little do they know, that's the nicest thing Sherlock has said on record. Yeah, right, about anyone. Yeah. So, yeah. So then she says, okay, so then you went to Rada's apartment, and uh, the door was wide open again. And Sherlock's like, yes. <laughs> He's like, yes, actually, this time it, it was. It really was. <laughs> Also, all the other times it really was, too. But, yeah, this time it was. So, um, they go to Rada's apartment, and she dead. She's dead. Yep. Filled with buckshot. Not decapitated, though. Not decapitated. Yeah, so she's in a um, big pool of blood, and there's uh, Silas's boot print in the blood pool. So, they're like, well, there you go. There's the That's the blood from his shoe that we found. Bill's like, well, there you go. He did it. And Sherlock's like, I'm looking at the evidence, and I don't think so. And then everyone in the episode, like, on either side of the flashback are like, huh? What do you mean? And the lawyer's like, let me get this straight. You saw all of this, and your first thought was Silas is not guilty? And Sherlock was like, no, I have lots of thoughts. (laughs) I have a big brain. Mm -hmm. But yes, eventually I did come to this conclusion. (laughs) Because apparently Rada uh, had a big hole in her chest, basically, from having been shot with a shotgun. Um, Like, right, her heart would have been completely obliterated. Right. And this is important because the knight you know if he really thought he was a knight and he really thought he was uh freeing her soul from from the demons which is he says in his interrogation that that's why he had to kill her was to you know show so her so she could go to heaven or something but um if that was true 
he wouldn't have destroyed her heart because in medieval times they believed that the heart was the the actual vessel for the soul. So it'd be defeating the purpose to to destroy her heart because then she could then she couldn't go to heaven. So checkmate. I'm convinced. I mean, yeah. Very circum very very circumstantial evidence, but evidence that does make you think. Hmm. It makes you think. It makes you think. It's it's interesting to see like these. Sorry to keep talking about Columbo, but I think it really no. is just one of the greatest TV shows ever. Um, I think it's interesting that like Columbo would just like use that, like make that observation, and just be like, huh. And then just, like, kind of store it away and then just, like, use that as, like, reason to turn the screws on the guy that he thinks does did the murder and he's always right because he's Columbo. Mm-hmm. It just feels like a big leap of logic to be, like, so definitively it could not have been him because of the, yeah. like, the assumption that this, that this guy's uh, schizophrenia manifests in the exact same way as... What, what what was it? Ninth century knights and shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, it would have to be... Like, he would have to be really knowledgeable of the period and not just have a thing where he thinks he's a knight. Right. Like, like he's schizophrenic and also he did a lot of research. Right. Beforehand. It's a weird mental, it's a weird mental illness thing. Yeah. Yeah, because he's not a literal time traveler. Yeah. But so, yeah, so, uh... Then Joan comes in with news um, for the captain, um, and lawyer's like, she can't be in here, she's about to testify tomorrow. And she's like, I just wanted to grab captain, I wouldn't interrupt otherwise. And they go um, to the hospital. And so, at the hospital, they hear from Joan's surgeon friend. Well, well first, I, I like this little moment, because, you know, she's like, I have something to tell the captain, but his phone's off. So, whisper, whisper, whisper. And then they get up and start leaving, and Sherlock is like, What's in? <laughs> and the judge what are you is, doing? He's like, I, I gotta know. Yeah. I gotta know what's going on. And, and the judge is like, Mr. Holmes, keep your uh, words to testimony. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So they go to the hospital, and the surgeon, who knows Joan, because Joan knows everyone in hospitals. Doctors know doctors. Mm-hmm. Doctors without. Um, uh, do- doctors with. Never mind. Um, so, so the surgeon says, um, unfortunately, uh, the patient, whoever it is, has gotten a, a clot in his arm that uh, cut off circulation there for like half an hour, which might make it so that the limb might never come back. And the captain's like, well, I thought it was a routine surgery. And the surgeon says, there's no such thing as routine when you're in somebody's I almost just said in somebody's guts. That's not what that means. When you're looking around, no, 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 no. That's that's true. <laughs> when you up in them guts, it's never routine. Um, <laughs> it's never routine when your fist is up in them guts and you're muppeting them. <laughs> <laughs> that is how the surgery works. It's very non-invasive. <laughs> yeah, no, no, <laughs> no scars. You just need to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Using yeah. a really long glove. <laughs> so, it, but, but the patient was shot in the gut. So removing, um, you know, bullets from somebody's belly like that—it's it, any things can go wrong. And then, um, you know, the surgeon's like, "But he's looking good. He's recovering. He or he's like resting right now." Um, and then they look in the little window. And we see who it is in the hospital bed. What? It's Marcus Bell! Ah! Oh no! Oh no! Rip! 
so yes, Sarah, to answer your question, we do, we did know, we do know who it is. This is uh, a <gasps> yay. We yes. like it. We, we do we like him? Yes. Yeah. We love cool. him. We love him. Short king of our hearts, Marcus Bell. Yeah. So he's just sleeping. He looks like a little angel while he's sleeping. Um. So when we come back from the break, Sherlock learns uh that about Marcus, and um, he's like, well, this fucking sucks. Um, and he's like, why? Why did they? Why did he? Why did they wait five days to do surgery? On a grape. <laughs> yes. Apparently, that's what they do with um, abdominal wounds is they leave them open for a while and, you know, air it out so that it, uh, it avoids infection. And Joan's like, that's not why the clot happened. You know, it's got nothing to do with that. I like this little dynamic of, of Sherlock being like, I don't understand something. That must, it must mean something. And Joan's just like, no, it's just doctor stuff that you don't know about because you're not a doctor. Mm-hmm. And this is where we learn that he hasn't visited Bell since he went into the hospital. So, like, almost a week. Um, and then we go back into the courthouse. It's time to continue the... The trial. Trial. And um, so, it earlier when Sherlock was like, you have jaywalked before because of this, this, and this, he mentions the, um, the picture that the lawyer has on her day planner. And it's a picture of a, a bust. And um, coming back from the courthouse, or coming back into the court, uh, Sherlock has put a post-it note on that little picture, and it says, like, uh, the, hi- the, the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. Um, <laughs> I don't remember the thing he says, but it's, it's like the height of all something is to the knowledge of what is and what can be and, what, and to know the difference or something. So... The the lawyer picks up this note and walks over to Sherlock and is like, do you put this on my my day planner? And Sherlock's like, the best part of waking up, this folder's in your cup. <laughs> and um, he explains that the the picture of the bust, or the, the bust is of this guy who uh, was a, you know, tw- 11th century uh, philosopher who was cited as having... Um, and that man's name... Was Albert Brumbus. Was Albert Brumbus. And he created the serenity prayer, or like the proto-serenity prayer, which is used by alcoholics and drug addicts. So he says all of this, and the lawyer is like, is this some kind of threat? Sherlock, because, you know, Sherlock basically just said, like, based on this picture, I know that you're, you know, an addict in recovery. And he's like, when she asks him if it's a threat, he's like, no, nothing on earth would make me give away a secret of that nature. And he, it, the, the acting is so good in this moment because you can tell he's just like hurt that she would even think that and like feels bad that he would give someone that impression. Because he's like, I was just, it was just a tip of the cap from, because I get it. You get it and I get it. Just wanted to say hi. <laughs> I mean, he's also trying to get her on his side with this. True. You know, he, he's saying, you know, like, you know as well as I do, you know, sometimes things aren't always as black and white as, as we'd like it to be. It's not always easy to follow the rules as much as we want to. The other thing, too, was I, I was like, the testimony hasn't started. Is this allowed? Like, are they allowed to talk to each other like this? 
Um, but then I realized it's not an ex parte conversation because Sherlock later says that he is representing himself. So his lawyer is always there <laughs> in any conversation. So Sherlock continues his testimony. And the next thing that they have figured out is that Rada Hollingsworth was in a drug trial for because um, she had cancer of some kind. And they go to talk to the guy running the trial. The oncologist, which I will say, sometimes TV shows do a thing where they say something and then they immediately describe what it is. And I'm like, I know you don't have to dumb it down for me. Uh, but I will say this time, uh, Sherlock said oncologist. And then two lines later, the lawyer lady said something about um, cancer. And I was like, oh, cancer doctor. Thank oh, you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. It was a word I knew. It just. It had left. It was on vacation. Who do you go see when you get hit on the head with a big hammer? A uh, who? A boncologist. <laughs> <laughs> you know a basketball hoop once fell on my head? Oh my god. How? So, you know those those like freestanding basketball hoops that were like, you'd fill up the base with the water and it would just like sit in your gr- your parking lot, or, yes. or your, not your parking your driveway and stuff, your driveway. and you shoot hoops. My dad mm-hmm. got one from like a junkyard and was like, "Oh shit, this thing just looks just perfectly fine." He filled it up with water, but we didn't notice that there was a leak in the ba- in the base of it. <laughs> oh no! Um, so I go to shoot a bucket and I brick it. I turn around to say goodbye to my mom, and then I don't know what happened. Like I Ugh. just get hit on the head. Literally, the next thing I know, I'm on the ground, and I just see oh the my over God. The, the sideways basketball hoop, and I feel the big <laughs> bump on my head that is still there. <laughs> oh my God! Wait, it's still there, like to this day. The bump, yeah, it, the I bump. still have it. Wow! Next, P got meet up too. You can feel you can feel the bump if you would like. <laughs> you can feel the fucking cartoon bump that I got. Yeah, the uh, goose egg. P got meet up one goose was to put egg. a name to the face. P got meet up two is check out this uh, medical scar I have. Exactly. I have been hit with a basketball a bunch of times in the head and the face. Um, I feel like it's, like, pretty standard to get, like, when you're playing basketball and you're a kid and you're bad at basketball to, like, eventually get hit in the in the head. But I think I got, like, hit in the head slash face, like, three times in one practice. And I was just like, <laughs> this is too much for me. Yeah. Um, anyway, I did not go to the boncologist, which is maybe why I felt so injured. You gotta go to the boncologist. You gotta. You gotta. So this is the cancer doctor says, the oncologist cancer doctor, Sherlock asks him how Rada was paying for it because she was like a teacher. So, you know, these experimental drug trials are usually really expensive. And he's like, do you have any idea how she paid for it? And the oncologist is like, yeah, I know exactly how she paid for it. Um, She got a viatical settlement. So a viatical settlement is um, just a a terrible thing that exists in capitalism (laughs) because of course it does. Yep. So it's when people who are terminally ill sign an agreement with their life insurance policy um, that they cash it out in monthly installments um, in exchange for, like, you don't get anything when you die, you just get the monthly installments. So basically, the life insurance people are betting that you will die before you have been paid the amount that your settlement would have been. Right. So just just gross. thing. Yeah. So they go to the place that um, this viatical settlement came from. So we 
are going to talk to the person that uh, was in charge of Rada's life insurance policy. And as you can imagine, uh, the guy looks like a sleazeball. Yeah, because he works for a company that just does viatical settlements. Yeah. You're either going to be desperate or a sleazeball. Or both. Or both. Yeah. Or a desperate sleazeball. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and, and Sherlock explains, you know, like, you get a, a commission out of uh, every policy. So if you, you know, you, if your client died early and, uh, you know, you saved the company a bunch of money, you'd get some of that. And I was like, yeah, but that doesn't mean I killed her. Well, it's, it's the, it's also the other way around is if he, if she lives too long, that money comes out of his pocket. Yeah. So either way, money. 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 Which is clearly all you care about with that haircut. <laughs> and and he's like, doesn't mean I killed her. And then they're like, well, how would your employer feel about the fact that you're a felon? Mm-hmm. You've been to jail. Because he doesn't want to answer any more of their questions. He's like, I don't got to tell you nothing. Uh-huh. He's like, well, blackmail. What about that? What about that? And he's like, how'd you find out about that? And the lawyer's like, how'd you find out about that? <laughs> so, so the, yeah, the dude asks, and, and Sherlock's like, it, it's well known. You can, on the internet, you can look it up, yeah. background checks. Which, by the way, is how we found out that um, one of our managers at ShopRite in the produce department was um, a registered sex offender Ooh. Um, Ooh. and had a felon uh, knee. Because he had one felon knee. The other knee was very innocent and wholesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's all online. It's Someone online. gives you the creeps, you can look them up. Mm-hmm. So they're like, you're going to tell us your alibi because we know you're a felon. And Sherlock testifies that it's because they looked him up. But the lawyer says, um, he's saying that you stole his phone, actually. Because this, this guy, uh, James Dillon is the reason that they're in this courthouse. So she's like, you know, he said that you stole his phone. And Charlotte's like, well, I didn't. So. He's a liar, liar, pants on fire. Yeah. You think about that? Yeah. And then we cut back and he's like, how did you get that information? Sherlock's like, I stole your phone. I stole your phone. <laughs> yeah. Because... <laughs> he, he looks in the guy's phone and, you know, his appointments are parole meeting like and he's got a regular phone call with a um 1-800 parole officer number and so he's like fine we'll, I'll, we'll talk outside so they go outside and he's like okay um the night that you're asking me about i was out violating my parole but like in a cool way mm-hmm. like i was at the bar having drinks with some co-workers some friends yeah it's not a big deal so whatever and he's like, yeah, sure, I'm on parole for a bar fight, and I'm not allowed to be in bars or drink, but... But my job sucks, so I just wanted to blow up some steam. So, uh, that actually checks out, apparently. Yeah. And Sherlock says, um, something that's probably, like, written on the board in the writer's room of elementary, which was, we were back to square one in our investigation, which meant it was time for a distraction. Because every episode, they have some weird way of getting Sherlock to change up his thinking. Like, sometimes he's upside down, and sometimes he's listening to super loud music. And um, today, he is conducting science. He's doing experiments, mm-hmm. baking experiments, mm-hmm. 
Or wait, is he bake? Does he bake now, or is he baking later? Oh, the baking is later. Yes. Oh, the I'm basic sorry. Thinking. He is doing um, turtle science. Yes. He's got a little one of those Lady Liberty scales, and he's got Clyde on one side in a little Tupperware container, and a taxidermy squirrel on the other. And he's like, hmm, interesting, and like writes down his findings. <laughs> Takes the squirrel off, he goes to put on another thing. Just got a box of things to weigh against Clyde. Things that are, yeah, just like approximately the same size as Clyde. And Joan comes downstairs with some dinner that she had, you know, extra dinner for him. And she's like, why is my shoe in there? (laughs) And like takes it out and asks him what he's doing. But I just love the idea that like Sherlock was just like, what, scrounging around the the brownstone for (laughs) like... (laughs) Scrumbling. It was like, I need Clyde-sized objects. Yeah. Like, went into Joan's closet at some point when he was in there waking her up rudely and was like, aha, this is one Clyde width and height. (laughs) And just no thought to like, hey, can I borrow this? So Sherlock has found Silas's phone records or something. And it turns out he got a call, you know, right before he probably went to Rada's apartment and then went to the police to confess. And he's like, oh, it was at like eight, blah, blah, blah. And Joan says, okay, but the neighbor said that she, she thought she heard a truck backfiring around seven something. So, you know, somebody on this burner phone shot Rada and then waited like an hour and then called Silas to like, hey, you should come look at this body and get convinced that you did it. <laughs> and they're like, why would they do that? And Joan used to be a doctor. We, and we we all know this, and we all love this about Joan. We do. She knows things about medicine. I, I would like to say that um, excluding the anime versions that were present in Moriarty the Patriot uh, from last year, <laughs> this is possibly my favorite uh, Sherlock-Watson combo that I have seen put to screen. Nice. It's definitely my favorite. I, I love Johnny Lee Miller because I was a huge fan of Eli Roth back when that show, well, back when that show was on Netflix, not when that show was like currently airing, but I, I that's where I got my love. Eli Stone? What's that? Eli Stone. Yes. Not Eli Roth. Um, yeah. Eli Stone. Yes. That's a, I liked that show a lot. We did too. It's, it's a good. little silly, but it was very good. It was a little silly. I liked all the George Michael on it. Y- you know, with, with an episode named like Tremors, I was reminded of one uh, uh, Tremors slash Quake slash Daisy Johnson from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is why I mentioned Chloe Bennett and Powerpuff Girls, which has not been filmed yet, but I'm looking forward to it. But two, I was also thinking that maybe in this episode, Johnny Lee Miller would uh, predict and save people from Tremors uh, like an earthquake. <laughs> like it, like in the season one finale of... Of Eli Roth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I really like it because... Joan really feels like a full character. Like her admiration for Sherlock is barely part of her characterization, I feel like. Like she's his friend. They are good friends. Their friendship is very strong and powerful. But mm-hmm. she is smart on her own. She is, you know, it's not just like Sherlock notices something medical and is like, Joan, you should say something ab- about about this because you used to be a doctor. And then she's like, oh, yeah. Oh. Uh. Yeah, looks like that's uh, a finger. <laughs> or whatever. She actually, yeah, she's a, she's a detective in her own right. Which is awesome. So she says, maybe the killer waited an hour to call Silas because they wanted to let the potassium levels in her blood build up. Because that's what happens when you die, apparently. 
You poop yourself and your potassium shoots up. <laughs> you you poop yourself and you 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 digest a banana. I was going to say I was going to say poop out banana in. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And she says, you know, maybe the person wanted to mask already high potassium levels because uh potassium chloride can be used as life herdy juice. Um aka poison. Poison. And apparently it's uh what they use in prisons and stuff. So you're gonna eat bananas until you die. <laughs> bleached bananas. Oh no! Yuck! They're already white. Why would you need to bleach them? <laughs> so then they test. Um, they have somebody test Rada's potassium levels or something, and they find out that yes, it was potassium chloride that killed her, which means that Silas definitely couldn't have done it because he was too unstable to have methodically planned out, you know, potassium chloride po- poisoning. So, heart or no heart, he's free. Yay! 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 And Sherlock is doing his own little yay dance. Um, is, this, when is, this when, is this when Sherlock does his spiel about the justice system and how it's so broken that we can't even celebrate a schizophrenic man not being sent to jail? Yes, yes, because it, he's smiling and the prosecutor's like, wow, that's the first time you've been anything but irritated. And he's like, well, uh, an innocent man was freed, so... And if we can't be happy about that, we should dismantle the justice system. And the the thing is, mm-hmm. I would just like take a big red sharpie to the first half of that sentence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, you were almost there, bud. So at, it's at this point that the lawyer is like, okay, so we heard all of this stuff about this guy. What's the point of this Silas Cole story? Because James Dillon is the person that we're actually interested in hearing about. And Sherlock's like, well, you know, the justice system should be dismantled, ACAB. And also, um, you know, you got to hear about the good stuff that me and Joan do, too, because we freed a guy who was, mm-hmm. you know, innocent. And we also do a lot of good stuff for the department for free, I might add. So just saying, you know, getting mad at us about one guy getting shot is kind of an overreaction. And the lawyer is like, what would you have us do instead? And Sherlock's like, Oh, thank you would be nice. Just the the fucking cheek of him. <laughs> and the lawyer's just like, yeah, h- how about we go get uh, Bell? And uh, how about he thanks you <laughs> yeah. for the bullet in his belly? Yeah. Yeah. And his Marcus belly. <laughs> so now we're at the brownstone and Sherlock is doing baking science. Yes, he's doing bakery science. And Lucy Lou walks in, he, and she's like, oh, you're still baking. You made so much, you did so much baking. Wow, that's so poggers. You're still doing it. You're still doing it. He's making Yorkshire puddings, and he says, when I was growing up, my governess recruited me to help her make these for every Sunday after church. Something. And I'm then he... British, you know. I, I, I'm, I'm Sherlock Holmes. I, I'm modern day Sherlock Holmes. I've walked on Abbey Road. and and then he and then he takes the tray and he yorkshire putting them into the trash can let's go (laughs) he's like i like making them joan i don't like eating them they're fucking disgusting do you want one (laughs) she's like now that they're in the trash can already (laughs) you put the killing substance between (laughs) between your uh, muffin pans but you never actually eat it It is a metaphor, Joan Watson. It is a metaphor, Joan Watson. <laughs> and and she's like, well, thank you so much for offering them after you put them in the trash. But no, I'm good. And then she says, hey, 
Um, did today not make you think about, like, if maybe we're wrong to break the rules all the time? Are maybe we the bad guys? Yeah, did we maybe fuck up a little bit? And Sherlock's like, no, I would never question myself. Why would you say that? So, so Joan is like, why are we allowed to break the rules? And Sherlock's like, because we're smart. Our methods work is why. So we can't just follow the rule book, even though it feels like you're being moral. You're not. It's not black and white, Joan. Welcome to the gray. And um, my first thought was, welcome to the little gray cells. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hercule, Hercule Perot, Perot uh, mashup. And then uh, Joan goes in on him for like not visiting Belle in the hospital because of his guilt. And and Sherlock is like, oh, pish posh. I've never been guilty about anything in my life. <laughs> fan, fan. Yeah. And, like, I, I'm fanning myself. I, I'm pretending to be sure like I'm fanning myself with my hand. <laughs> 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 he also does something um there's this like close-up of johnny lee miller explaining the black and white versus gray thing and he does like hand gestures like me on a zoom call where you just kind of do the hand gestures you would have done but a foot closer to your face so that people <laughs> can see them on the screen <laughs> yeah i felt seen so that's that on that sherlock's like i have never done anything wrong in my life so they, the next day, they go to the courthouse, and it's Joan's turn to testify, and... Oh, she's also n- not very happy with Sherlock about lying on right. about the, the sand. And- the puppies, the locked doors, the yeah. everything. And, like, mm-hmm. if you could have at least made them more believable, it wouldn't be as obvious that I'm lying, too. Right, right. Yeah, because he's like, if we both say the same thing, they can't do anything about it. Because there's no other witnesses. So, yeah, so then she's on the stand the next day, and she's like, yeah, so it was actually a puppy, but we thought it was a baby. <laughs> and she she at least is, like, trying. Like, she seems, right. like, pretty genuine. She, her Joan is acting very well, yes. The lawyer is like, okay, so you're just backing up Sherlock's versions of events. That's all from no more questions. And Sherlock's like, can I, ta- can I ask you questions? Can I please that? He's he's doing the pleading, p- touching his hands together. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> is for me. Is for me. To is for question? me. Cross examined. Is for me. So he's like, you know, I just want to ask her, ask some questions. I'm I'm my own counsel. I'm allowed to cross examine her. And judge is like, I'll allow it, McCoy. Um, <laughs> and then this is, I think, <laughs> I thought this moment was really funny. So Sherlock is cross-examining Joan, and he says, do I say I or your partner when referring to myself? And the judge is like, I don't care. And Sherlock's like, so do, how did you and your partner solve the murder? Because he's like, we're partners, just we're so partners. you know. Yeah. Everyone should know that. <laughs> so he asks her, how did you and your partner solve the murder? And she says, well, the person that did the potassium chloride poisoning and then waited an hour for the potassium levels to build up had to know about the biology of dying tissue so it had to be a medical professional or someone that went to a medical science uh, degree school for like seven and a half years and had learned about that kind of stuff uh-huh. but just didn't go on to become a doctor mm-hmm. or someone whose special interest is bananas and knows everything about <laughs> bananas and potassium it was it was the bananas True. in pajamas oh dang <laughs> Guy in a banana costume comes out like, we're all trying to find the guy who did this banana homicide. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, so Joan is like, so it was probably a medical professional or 
Alec who went to medically adjacent <laughs> school for seven years or a banana in pajamas. Um, but <laughs> or a man seeing, in a banana in pajamas costume. Or a man in a, a man who wishes he was a banana in pajamas. <laughs> yeah. And so she's like, with Rada being a cancer patient, she was around medical professionals all the time. So it could have been any of them, but also kind of none of them were uh, suspects because there was no motive. Right. And so they went back to the morgue to look at the body. Or what remains of the body. Mm-hmm. Which uh, was some... Or gins. Organs. Organs. <laughs> Organs. Yeah, so they get these big Ziploc... <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> it was very spooky all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> so there's these big... Um, oh, fuck. Everyone's wearing a cape. Or a cloak. <laughs> and we oh, looked really collars. closely with, with the one eye that was not covered. That's actually how I've been wearing my mask for the last year. <laughs> over your eyeball? Just over half my face. Mm-hmm. Oh, like 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 instead of like going horizontally halfway across your face, you got it like you got it like hot dog style. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, he's got a terrible you disfiguring like, burn there. So. <laughs> you look, you look like Deathstroke. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes, um, but it's fine because he only ever goes to the opera. So he has his own special <laughs> box that nobody else is allowed in. So. That would have been a way be- that would have been a way better joke for me to make than Deathstroke. <laughs> Well, we actually just watched um, one of the animated DC movies. Dikamu. Dikamu. DC, DC Animated Movie Universe. So we just watched a movie with Deathstroke in it. So Oh, nice. We got that reference immediately. I'm happy. Hell yeah. How, uh, how is that? So, so you're branching, now that you're, now that you're in the middle of Justice League, you're branching out into other DC properties? Yeah, I watched the Snyder Cut and I said, I gotta get more of this. <laughs> <laughs> The, the DC God. animated movies are actually, like, a ton of fun. And they're they're really well... They're good. And there's, like, 20 of them. And they're, like, an hour and 15 minutes each. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like... Mask of the Phantasm, pretty good movie. Which one? Mask of the Phantasm, Batman classic. I'll have to check it out. I'll Is add it? it to the list. Yeah. Is it on HBO Max? Uh, I don't know. Let me look. Um... We've been watching them in. Have we been watching them in chronological order? Well, we we I first watched uh, Justice League War because that's the one that has Dark Side. Mm-hmm. Because I had watched Justice League. Justice League Snyder. It, it looks like it might. Yes, it looks like Mass of the Phantasm is on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Hell yes, it's good. You should watch it. I love that movie. I definitely will. Right now, I'm going. I'm, there's like 13 of this like Justice League universe and then there's a bunch of other batmans that i'm gonna i'm gonna watch like i i I gotta see the killing joke i know it happens but i've never seen it Hmm. you could just read the book honestly instead of watching the movie i don't know how to read i like that you say that like that would be faster it's a short comic but i don't but i don't have it and i have tv true it's true I mean, if you want to mail me your copy, I'll I'll gladly take it. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have any. I don't I don't have any copies of the Killing Joke. All I have is three trade paperbacks of Squirrel Girl and uh, <laughs> three She Hulk books. <laughs> that tracks very well, yes, with what I know about you, Sarah. <laughs> You're right. I'm just. To all of our listeners, Alex's birthday is April 7th, so get on buying him the killing joke. 
For all the listeners, for all the listeners, my birthday's August third. So get ready to buy me She-Hulk, She-Hulk trade paperbacks. You have the same yeah. birthday. Yes, we have the Sarah. Yes, Sarah and I have the same birthday. Wow. Oh yeah, but we for, do. That for my birthday, I want you to send Sarah some She-Hulk. Wow. Yeah, send me some She-Hulk me. like comics or body pillows or whatever. Really. <laughs> <laughs> We know what you're going to be for Halloween as soon as it, everything ba- opens back up. Halloween That's time. right. The thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Classic misdirection. <laughs> we got slightly sidetracked from elementary, but uh-huh. Joan and Sherlock are in the morgue and they're looking at these Ziploc bags of slorpy gloopy organs and one bad slorp and she gloop what egg organ yeah yes mm-hmm. two big um lungs and a, a real bad shotgun a big ass shotgun <laughs> yeah um i'm gonna change the outro music today anyway um <laughs> so can we get the the mashup of the the one bad gloop song and the and the elementary intro <laughs> change the intro and the outro yeah honestly just make just just like hire noah to just make that mashup yeah i'm gonna be like how do you how much do you charge for emergency commissions <laughs> we need a two-day turnaround on this please amazing honestly i when, when i think I, I think noah had like a two-day turnaround on the special grade snacks theme we didn't like demand it but we we did receive it mm, yeah yeah i don't remember how long it took noah to make the elementary intro i just remember hearing it once and being like hmm, i don't know and then hearing it again and being like oh yeah no this is perfect yeah this is great. um so anyway so they're looking through all the organs and they're generally the same uh and then they get to the heart and jonah's like this is the most interesting one i guess it's like some shreds of it's like it looks like cor- corned beef <laughs> yeah it's just like some tissues corned heart and corn heart uh, and she's like it's been um completely obliterated which is total which we now know is literally overkill because she'd also been poisoned so why put a shotgun to destroy why put a shotgun right on her chest and destroy her heart maybe someone was trying to hide something hmm maybe her heart grew three sizes that day because mm. she was the grinch Yes, but actually, Joan does say it might have been that her heart grew three sizes that day as a side effect of her chemo, because that is something that happens. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, that's that's bad. It's uh, not good to have an oversized heart, unfortunately, for the Grinch. Um, Yeah, because you can easily get hurt. (laughs) Yeah, the surface area with which a bullet could strike and kill you is much wider. (laughs) It's wider. Yes, yes. Yeah, your kill box expands. <laughs> right, your heart box. Your, <laughs> your attack, when your heart becomes bigger, your attacks become less safe on block. Your frame data gets all junked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's also why I don't um, take any time to learn anything, because if my brain gets bigger, my head will get bigger, and the likelihood of an enemy getting a, a headshot increases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's... By by being stupid and closing my heart off to Christmas, I am actually preserving my life. So <laughs> exactly, there are so few places you could stab me to actually kill me because I hate Christmas so goddamn much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
You know, that's actually why uh, Sam is straight edge as well. It's because he doesn't want to be able to be shot in the liver and die from it. His liver is the size of a kidney bean. Oh, see, I drink so that if you shoot me, you're more likely to hit my liver than my heart. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like a water balloon. <laughs> <laughs> so Sherlock and Joan in the morgue, Sherlock's like, well, how would we know if the heart was enlarged? And Joan is like, well, we can actually look at a microscope. And so... You know, the heart being obliterated isn't going to stop us from getting the truth. And it turns out that her heart had been enlarged by the chemo. And so, you know, back on the stand, Sherlock is like, so in those bags of slop you had found. And Joan says, a motive. Motive. So. Um, objection leading the witness. <laughs> well, it was a very dramatic moment. So <laughs> the judge will allow it. So they bring in the person who would be the most likely to want to keep the trial going and, and keep any negative side effects, you know, hidden, which is the doctor that was running the the experimental cancer treatment trial. And he's like, wait a minute, you just said that you had some routine questions for me. And Sherlock's like, oh, we lied. You're our number one suspect, Aruni. <laughs> the doctor's like, oh, well, in that case, I would like a lawyer, please. Mm-hmm. And Sherlock's like, let me just tap you on your shoulder. Bonk. And it really hurts his shoulder. And he's like, ow, why did you push me? That hurt a lot. And Sherlock's like, it hurt a lot because you were using a shotgun. And if you aren't, if you don't know about shotguns, then the kickback will really bite you in the, sh the shoulder. <laughs> so. Yeah. If you're just, if you're just free balling with the gun, you're going to, you're going to catch some kickback. Mm-hmm. And by freeballing with the gun, I mean holding the gun between your legs and then pulling the trigger with your penis. That's freeballing. <laughs> <laughs> I, when you said freeballing, I, I originally was picturing, yeah, like near your... But pulling the trigger with your penis is a incredible in or, innovation. Or alternatively, or alternatively, you just have what, what we trans people call the surgery and you just get the old Glock cock. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, those rappers are being very trans-inclusive when they're like, I always carry a Glock on me. <laughs> oh. You know, trans people listening along like, me too. It's always there. <laughs> so, apparently the thing with the, the kickback uh, was, you know, he also, in pulling the, the trigger with his penis... Uh, Nick did a little bit and got some blood on it and so he got some blood in the little grooves of the shotgun shells that he planted on Silas to like make Silas think that he did it and so anyway they they, they freaking got him they got him so they were like they we're gonna match him they, they do they, they do the yeah they do the classic thing they were like they're like we can check the blood or you can just confess now. You can save the taxpayers uh, $10,000 by not having us run this test. I love that because, like, they're definitely still going to oh, yeah, test right. the blood. Yeah. Like, it's just going to mean that their case is even stronger. Right. It's it's, it's it's very Columbo-esque, the ending. T sorry to keep talking about Columbo, but I when I watch Columbo, I'm always struck with how every episode ends. Mm -hmm. So every episode of Columbo, well, most episodes of Columbo just kind of end with the confrontation between Columbo and the murderer. There's no, like, epilogue like there is in most procedurals. And there is an epilogue in this. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm, from what I saw the first season, there's, al there's always kind of similar to that epilogue. But um, 
it feels ve- like the way that it's like it, it just says like there is science evidence here but we don't need to like do the csi of it all which is a it, it feels columbesque yeah yeah they like once they figure it out that's it we're not doing all the rest of that shit this is not CSI New York or CSI Miami or CSI Jacksonville. Or CSI the original that was in Las Vegas. Or CSI or C- Cyber. The, or the, the, CSI the, NCIS, which exists. What? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it does. CSI NCIS? I don't think so. Mm, well, <laughs> I was wrong, so I don't know why I thought that that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> whatever <laughs> you're, you're thinking of uh, uh, CSI Cisco yeah for, in San Fran mm-hmm. CSI Cisco you can't spell you can't spell NCIS without sis because the guy who made it whose name I used to know because I watched that show obsessively he's cisgender mm-hmm. uh, uh, Tom CSI that's yeah that's his name that's that was his name <laughs> Sorry, Thomas. Thomas. The CSI. guy who made NCIS, Thomas, yeah. his name was Tom CSI? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's confusing, I know. <laughs> hey, reality doesn't always fit perfectly <laughs> into the boxes we'd like it to be in. So, <laughs> so, so they got him. They, they, we got him. So Sherlock says to Joan, you know, back at the trial, he's like, no more questions, Miss Watson. It was a genuine pleasure speaking to you. And it's just like, he's just like, thanks, Joan. I miss you. <laughs> this was fun. We should do this again sometime. Yeah. Can you get some butter on the way home? We're out. <laughs> right? <laughs> and some butter lettuce for Clyde. For Clyde. And and then the uh, the lawyer lady is like, um, I've got a few questions. Uh-huh. After you finish solving the case, then what happened? Because why are we here? And Joan is like, um, well, we were leaving the station, and Bell was saying that he didn't want to learn single stick from Sherlock. Well, Bell was saying he doesn't want to learn how to fence from from Sherlock, and Sherlock was yeah, it's explaining. Not, it's not. It's, it's not, not fencing. fencing. And, then he, and then Marcus says, maybe if you want to talk about a real sport like, like b-ball, which I understand he's probably a big basketball fan, um, but he's a... He's a small basketball fan. That, <laughs> he's 5'5". Five no. Five. <laughs> no. Th- he's five four. Short kids is, love basketball. Just because you're short and, and, and you're bad at basketball doesn't mean all short people are bad at basketball. I'm not short. I am bad at basketball, though. though. I'm very tall and also bad at basketball. <laughs> there we go. We got all the different data points that we need. Are you short and good at basketball, Alec? Well, I wouldn't say good. I will. You're good. You're great at basketball. <laughs> Have I ever seen you play basketball? No. So, Bell says, I'm not going to learn single stick, but I will smoke fools like you on the b-ball court. And then uh, James Dillon, the guy that Sherlock had stolen the phone of and everything. Scumbag dude. Scumbag dude comes out and he's like, hey! 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 You couldn't shut your, your, your stupid fucking mouth? You got me you- fucking fought. You lost me my fucking job, you palooka. Yeah, I'm f- I'm fucking walking here. Yeah, you stink worse than New Jersey, which is where I'm from. I'm fucking unemployed over here. <laughs> I got a pink slip over here. Hey, I'm fired over here. Hey. 
So. <laughs> oh, that's a good. That's a good employee right there. Takes a firing like no problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, this guy takes this. This guy takes a firing like yes problem. He takes a firing like big yes big ba- problem big oof problem. <laughs> yes. And and Sherlock is you know he's very compassionate. He's very understand. Oh wait, no, no, he's Sherlock fucking Holmes. Yeah, he's like, well, maybe you could get a new job if you didn't fucking suck ass. <laughs> and and Bell is like, hey, dude, this guy just lost his job. You want to cut him some slack? Sherlock's like, hmm, no. I thought about it, and no, thank you. So, scumbag, scumbag man is like, you ruined my job. I mean, you ruined my life because not only did I get fired from my job, but somebody heard you saying that I had violated my parole and my employer fired me and called my parole officer who then, like, I got a violation and I'm going back to jail. And Sherlock's like, hmm, sounds like it sucks to suck. Yeah, he's he's like a scooch more uh, understanding. <laughs> he's like... That that does suck. That's regrettable. As as a regrettable circumstance, that is mostly your fault, though. Yeah. It's it's he does that 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 one video. I don't know if you've seen this one, but like the, the this tweet that's going around. That's like me when the war crimes tribunal asks why I did it, and it's like an anime girl saying, eh, eh, and then just like bopping her hands on the side of her head to make a cute like uh, Carmel yeah. Donson pose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's sherlock yeah like hey you got me yeah. fired oh. i'm going back to jail <laughs> <laughs> we need like anime girl sherlock i mean i know this i'm sure this exists but like i need anime girl sherlock who's like a huge bitch <laughs> yes tsundere i feel like, i feel like the Today. only anime sherlocks i've encountered have been like Congen- like not no, it's the- gregarious in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. But I-, I need an anime girl Sherlock who's a bitch. Yes, please. And also, she should be six seven. It's just a good height yeah. for women. Anyway, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So, but, but scumbag dude is not a fan of anime, and he says, "Hey, you know what? Since you got me fired, I'm gonna get you fired by this bullet. I'm gonna fire a gun at you." And he shoots him. And Bell dives pushes sherlock out of the way and he gets shot and then and then because because there's a bunch of cops around scumbag guy gets gets shot and then tackled and then uh, a dog piled and then mm-hmm. there's like eight guys on top of him and another cop comes over and he just starts kicking even though he's not even kicking scumbag at this point it's just he's kicking the backs of these other cops but he just <laughs> wants to get involved he's just excited <laughs> So yeah, so Bell got that's how Bell got shot. And uh that's the end of the trial as well. So now it's up to the judge to make his little decision and they have to go to uh the they go home to the brownstone in between. And oh, well Joan visits Bell first and she's like, "Sherlock, do you want to come visit Bell with me?" And Sherlock's like, "No, bye." And Joan goes to visit Bell and he's like, "Yeah, so look at all the movement I have in my arm." And he goes to, like, move it a couple inches and try to pick up a little blob of putty. And it's, like, really difficult. And yeah, like, like he, can, he can move his arm, but he has no grip. He can't. He's no strength. He can't pick up the, the putty. Mm-hmm. It's a very sad scene. Joan's like, you'll get there. It's, it, physical therapy can do wonders. And he's like, yeah, detectives are required to carry a gun, though. What if I can never carry a gun again? 
then what do I do? And I was like, you know, simple answer. Just learn how to do everything with your left hand. Easy peasy. It's yeah. a simple, simple as answer. As simple as one, two, three. You can just choose to be left-handed. You sound like a medieval gatekeeper right now. Like those people that thought being right-handed, I mean, being left-handed was um, evil. Yeah. It's an evil choice you make. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what the, that's the classic... Uh, um, Oh, who did who wrote Paradise Lost? What the fuck was his name? Dante of Inferno. Mark Twain. Uh oh, John Milton. It's very evil evil right hand is the John Milton thing. Oh. As opposed to sorry, red the the joke is red right hand, which is de- devil Satan. Okay. But- okay. Sorry, we we don't know what books are, so it's hard for us to get literary jokes. I love Satan. It's okay. I, I, I have only I've only I only get these things from other people. I haven't read a book in a decade. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes, Bill has to now use his evil left hand, and Joan goes back to the brownstone, and Sherlock is there, and he's hitting his single stick dummy with his single stick extremely hard. Whack. Like, perhaps he's processing some negative emotions that he's feeling. Go to therapy, Sherlock. Yeah. Sherlock Holmes will never go to therapy in any iteration of him that exists. <laughs> nope. No, he will not. Men will literally solve murders instead of going to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Joan is talking to him about Bell's condition and everything, and Sherlock switches hands to be using his left hand for the single stick, and Joan is like... Practicing with your left hand is a nice nod to his condition, but it's you should still visit him. Yeah, a, a better way to acknowledge him is actually acknowledging him, him in person. Mm-hmm. And and Sherlock's like, well, why should I? What I don't have anything to say to him. You know, like anything I say would just be like some banal bromides. What is which? What does that mean, by the way? Uh, well, a bromide uh, is a an element on the periodic element of tables, but it is also like a a trite, useless remark. You said element of tables. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was coffee. It was, element, uh, kitchen. Of, <laughs> kitchen. It was, uh, leg. <laughs> folding. <laughs> so sherlock says you know i I don't know any anything medical i would just be like going there and being like hey sorry you have one sorry your hand doesn't work anymore and joan's like yeah you should do that why wouldn't you do that yeah she's like why 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 would you think that's not enough that's that's what you gotta do it's Mm -hmm. better than literally not being there at all yeah so now we go to the judge's recommendation. We go back to the courthouse, and the judge says, You're blah, guilty. Blah, blah, blah. You're guilty of being an ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so. the judge is like, hey, I have no actual power here. I think this guy is a danger, but I have no actual... But I, I am an outside force, but I have no actual ability. I want to recommend that you fire him, though. Yeah, he's like, shit, I rule... Shit can this motherfucker. <laughs> he's like, I rule that Sherlock Holmes is a... F- dickhead uh, but really it's up to the commissioner <laughs> he's like that's what i that's my opinion but i'm just what i'm just one guy's opinion 
That's just my thought. Beginning to wonder. Hey, I'm, I'm I'm the judge here, and I'm beginning to wonder if this system is maybe designed to play favorites because I am an external source and I got no power to make any cha- material changes to the force that is a con- a responsible for upholding the peace in our city. I guess I will give my recommendation, and I'm slowly animorphing into Yogi Bear. Oh no! Hey, <laughs> oh boo boo! Giving my recommendation to the commissioner, (laughs) boo-boo. I wish you hadn't gotten that off as a shot, Mr. Holmes. (laughs) I recommend a (laughs) picnicker basket. (laughs) (laughs) So it looks like all is lost for our heroes. Surely the commissioner is definitely going to take the the judge's recommendation. uh, And... The prosecutor comes up to Sherlock and just, like, stands in front of him. And he's like, you don't need to gloat. Like, good job. Congrats. Whatever. And she's like, I'm not here to gloat. I'm going to a meeting. I thought maybe you would want to come. And he's like, yeah, for sure. That's nice. It's a nice little moment. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, even if we're on opposite sides for this thing. We're all humans helping each other. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes um, humans helping puppies. Yeah. We, we thought we were helping a baby. Yeah. We thought it was baby, but it was just puppy. Which is actually better. Well, it depends. Yeah. Imagine if you walked into a room expecting to find a baby, and you found a puppy instead. You'd be like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. Where's the baby? <laughs> right. But if it wasn't your baby, it would be like, nice, a puppy. But what if puppy. you went into a room expecting to see a puppy, and instead there was a baby? Wouldn't you be like, who's oh, mom? Fuck, all the fur fell, all the All the fur <laughs> fell off my puppy. <laughs> that is one hideous looking dog. Oh god, I would hate to see Balto with no hair. Oh, naked give him a Balto. Show me the show me the naked fat neck. <laughs> <laughs> it would be regular size probably. No. Oh, I hate it. This is so I hate upsetting. The idea. Balto come in here. Show us that you have a fat neck. Anyway, um now we go to Bell's um I almost said locker room no hospital room we go to bell's hospital room and uh the commissioner comes in and he's like hey fuck the di- the giants am i right hey gabagoo the, the knicks are fucking awful this year <laughs> let's go mets we love baby we love the mets and we love the mets we hate the jets <laughs> and bell is like i'm not watching a giants game and the commissioner's like just wanted to say it <laughs> <laughs> and so he says you know he says bell it's like Sarah says, the judge is an outside source who has no influence. It's my decision, ultimately. What do you think I should do? And now it's your decision, ultimately. Bye! Mm-hmm. And then Bell is chilling in the relaxation room. He's gotten up and walked around, I guess. And Sherlock finally goes to visit him. Yay! Yeah. And Sherlock's like, hey, did you hear? I'm, I'm not fired. The commissioner's going to keep me on. And Bell was like, huh, did he mention why? And Sherlock's like, no. He said I'm really handsome and he wants me to stick around. It's probably because I'm really good at my job and I smell good, so. I, do you think, I don't think Sherlock smells great. (laughs) I don't think he smells like anything. I bet Sherlock forgets to shower. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Been there. I mean, amongst us. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I shower about once a month these days. (laughs) force you to take a shower every week i try yeah i try (laughs) 
and I'm just imagining that fucking the one Tumblr chat post of like Val pointing a gun at Alec and being like, "Take a shower, you piece of shit!" And you just say, "You cannot kill me in any way that matters." <laughs> take a shower yeah and he's like spitting out blood like fuck you it's exactly that um every every saturday it's it's that so yeah so sherlock is like hey bell um thank you for my life thank you for saving me i don't know what could have happened and you know there's probably a lot of things i should have done differently i could have done differently that would have led to you not getting shot and i'm sorry that that happened he actually just apologizes to Bell, and he says, "You know, I'm sorry. I hate what happened, and I I hate what any part I might have had in it. And I found the best hand recovery place in the world. It's in Gishad, and here's the info for it. I used all of my I used all of my freaking epic connections and got you a mm-hmm. got you an appointment. You're welcome. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, if you want to stay in New York, one of the surgeons will come here, or they come here all the time. And uh, Bella's like, "Yeah, I don't, I, I don't want anything from you." It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, I like snuff, these. Suck my dick from the back, per snaps, Mister Holmes. <laughs> 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 Would you please huff my nuts? And he like, is he like, like trying to like hold something in his hand when Sherlock walks in too? Hmm. Yes. He's trying, and then he's he's got it in his other hand. And, uh, yeah, he says, I wish every Sherlock Holmes a very don't ever talk to me again. <laughs> yeah, don't ever talk to me. No talk to me. I'm Angie. Uh, mm-hmm. I hate this man forever. And there's there's six seasons in this show, so uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure Seven. he'll be mad forever. Yes. Seven? Damn. Yes, there, you, there was. They thought there was only going to be six seasons, and they ended the sixth season with, like, a finale of, like, and they had it happily ever after. And then the seventh season was picked up, so they were like, and this is them living, living happily ever after. <laughs> Solving more murders and stuff. Um. <laughs> I, yeah, I remember. We'll get there in a couple years. Yeah, we will. <laughs> and then all of our listeners will re-listen to this episode and be like, wow, they were right. There was a seventh season. <laughs> so, yeah, so this episode actually ends on, like, a sad note, because Belle is like, not only do I not want, like, all of your money for, you know, all the money to pay for my health insurance or whatever from you to go to this fancy place, I also don't want you to visit me anymore. And then he just leaves. I do not want you to look at me or perceive me in any way. Exactly. Yes. And Sherlock's just like, dang. So, not looking great for... For shirkus shippers out there, or be- Bellock, as you like to call them. Shirk? I would go with Sharkus. Bellockum. Sh- That's my favorite Pokemon. <laughs> Bellockum, you know? What does it look like? Bellossum. Oh, Bellossum. Oh, Bellockum. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's a pun. Yes. Yeah. So this is the, you know, every every great love story has to have a conflict in it. And this, this is conflict their... is that Sherlock, being a dick, got uh, his his BFF and boyfriend exploded. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's all of our character development for the for the week. So this starts up an interesting interesting uh, arc for Marcus and Sherlock, and it's a know. Marcus Arcus. <laughs> <laughs> the character Mark. No. There's a Marcus, a Marcus. 
Amokus. Amokus. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the episode. What did you What did you think, Sarah? I thought it's the best show on television. Hey, <laughs> we got another one. Nice. I also think that. I, uh, I I liked it. I felt like the uh, despite the fact that I felt like I was being dropped into the middle of a ongoing story thing, and by the end of it, I could tell that I very much was. Um, mm-hmm. It still felt like a well enough contained episode that I enjoyed the I enjoyed it at just jumping in for season two, episode ten, and maybe someday I will just decide. Hmm, today I will go through all of Elementary because it seems like a good show to just vibe to. Nice. It is a good show to vibe to. I very much enjoy the vibes of, of it. Yeah, it's I fun. I love vibing. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's time to get to questions. If you would like to submit a question, you can send us uh, a question at twitter.com slash elementopcast or on Tumblr at tumblr. Nope. Elementopcast.tumblr.com. Um, you can also, another way to communicate with us is to, to join our Discord, which is our pin tweet, and it's also in the description of all of our episodes. So... Speaking of <laughs> Discord, I just have to shout this out because it was so funny. Um, when I posted in the Discord that we were going to be talking about uh, nights and things, Discord user Divorced Mage, aka Demo, um, said, Now I'm wondering about all those actors who get knighted, like Patrick Stewart. Like, do you think they'd be expected to physically fight over land if feudalism came back in vogue? Imagine being a little farmer in your utopia commune and Ringo Starr is coming at you with a sword. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I want Ringo Starr to cut my head off with a sword. <laughs> <laughs> if I gotta die, like, that's how I want to go out. Yeah, yeah. So, um, we got a couple questions. Um, one from, let's see, this person's um, display name is Kitty Girl Fat Pussy at Sunhat Jania. Um I don't know who that is, but anyway, they say, Hi, LMNOP, long time, first time. If you could keep a large wild animal as a pet, what would it be? Safety and logistics, be damned. Tiger. Orangutan. Orangutan. Um, I like I like monkeys. Monkey. I would love a either a, an elephant, because they've got the, the funny trunk. They do. Or a giraffe, because I would love to see if I, how high up I could climb on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I get halfway up a giraffe's neck and it just snaps in half. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sarah, how about you? Tiger. Tiggy, yeah. Okay. What else? Yeah. Then we have Elizabeth from online at Leaf Crunch, friend of the show, former guest of the show. Can you fit this episode into the cinematic universe of Tremors 1990 film? Uh, Sherlock Holmes finds a downed plane, like, in Sherlock TV series British, season two, series two, um, and he has to figure out who brought down this plane, because there was a rock in the, in the jet engine, and there's no way a rock could have made it up there naturally, so someone had to have launched the rock into the engine, but Mm -hmm. it turns out it was just the Tremors that did it, uh, and exploded a rock into the jet engine and crashed the plane, because I'm pretty sure that happens at one point in that movie. A plane gets, a plane does get taken down to the ground in in an earthquake centric movie hmm is that an interesting thing to happen i was thinking i mean i like your idea but also tremors takes place in nevada and elementary takes place in new york city because so they could be happening at the same time that's true you know yeah it is they could just be meanwhile <laughs> and then a totally unrelated murder i think your idea is the best 
Our next questions um, are from Joe Bull- Bulldozer at The Tallest Jew on Twitter. Eating cereal. There's no way that the guy with the name The Tallest Jew is, is taller than me. You never know. <laughs> the the joke is that Joe Bulldozer is like fucking 6'9", six, 6'10". Six, oh, 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 you know Joe Bulldozer. Okay. Yeah, I know Joe. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why I'm eating cereal. I thought you were just throwing down for no reason. <laughs> no, I, I always have reason behind my throwing down. <laughs> All right. So Joe says, Sherlock going up to his dealer before he got sober and saying, potion seller, I'm going into battle and I need your strongest potions. Thanks. <laughs> you can't handle my strongest potions. <laughs> you can't handle you couldn't, My strongest potions would kill you, traveler. <laughs> Sherlock In a perfect would... world, a man like me would not exist. <laughs> but this is not a perfect world. Sherlock would definitely get into this exact argument with a potion seller who told him this. He would. He thinks he can handle the strongest potions, but they would kill him. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm no ordinary man. Sell me your strongest potions. If it were me, I would simply not get killed by the potions. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Second question. If Sherlock encountered someone smuggling a taiki, would he report it to the proper authorities before or after letting it get a big old chop of the smuggler's arm? Absolutely after. Yes, absolutely after. Yeah. I also like to think that if Joan was there, he would let the taiki get a big chomp. And then if Joan was like, Sherlock, he would be like, what? You know how to do surgery? (laughs) You can make a tourniquet. (laughs) (laughs) If you really died from it, you would be there. More generally, what sort of Taigi-related crime would Sherlock be best equipped and most motivated to solve? The Taigi-related crime that Sherlock would best be equipped and most motivated to solve would definitely be something similar to the Quaha heist that happens in a later season. There's a, or not later season, but a later episode. Um, these two, like, endangered or, like, extinct zebras are made out of DNA or something. I don't remember. Yeah, it's some zebras Jurassic are made of DNA. Shit. No, no, no. Zebras are made of DNA. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. And uh, he and he and Bell actually have to go on a little adventure to track them down. So, I think if Bell came to him and said, "Sherlock, there's been a Tygi that's been stolen," he'd be like, "Hell yes, let's do this." The Tygies. Tygies are out. Tygies. The ti- yes, yes, the tigers are out. Right! <laughs> the tiger is, is out of his cage. Yes. Yes! So, yeah, those are our um, those are our questions for this week. Thank you to everyone sending them in. Uh, apologies to Elizabeth for my terrible answer of her question, but hopefully Sarah's answer is enough. We love, trem- we love Tremors mo- f- t- film here. Kevin Bacon can't get enough of him. Bake- Bevan Cakin. I, I want to be zero degrees from Kevin Bacon. That was a terrible joke. <laughs> so we're LMNOP. We're on uh, noisespace.xyz, the home of many podcasts, such as uh, one that Sarah is on called Fear Baiting. Yeah, we just hit 200 episodes. I'm recording Whoa. this 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 uh, this next week, this upcoming weekend. I have to record two episodes, and I have to record them out of order. So oh boy. episode 202 is being recorded on Saturday, and then episode 201 is being recorded on Sunday. Oh, I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be making future jokes in 201 that we won't get right? for another week. That's so good. It's so strange. <laughs> Do you have any other noise space podcasts you enjoy, Sarah? 
I do. I I, I I like the Wonder Years, which is an Animorphs podcast I do with my friends. And ah. Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. It's a leftism podcast I do with other friends. Like, like me. Like you. And I just finished doing Special Grade Snacks, which is a Jujutsu Kaisen watch-along podcast. The first season wrapped. It was a good podcast. I, rec- I recommend it. Only 13 episodes. Hell yeah. All right. Um, we love Jujutsu Kaisen. <laughs> So, uh, I also would like to say um, to anyone listening, if you're listening on iTunes and you want to give us a little reviewsies, that'd be really cool. Uh, five star, please. Five star, please. Five star. It uh, helps us. Anyway, um, thank you to Noah Geist, Owl Dude, um, for our intro song. Um, so, I'm on Twitter at FlightCubB. The second B stands for Baraffe. Belephant. The second B stands for Bataigi. 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 Exactly. Uh, Sarah, where can we find where can we find you? Besides your lovely I'm podcast. I'm on Twitter at Sunhajenya. S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A. Hell yeah. And I'm Alec, and you can find me this summer at Sarah and Columbo's wedding. Yay! Huh? Yay! Congratulations, you two. You seem happy <laughs> together. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait to hit. <laughs> I can't wait to hit Mr. Columbo's back walls. <laughs> I'm his wife that he's always talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, uh, we will leave you. Thank you for listening. This marble will keep on rolling. Roll, rolling, 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 like like Fred Durst. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay, but okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye.